Alright, so let's I'm gonna go ahead and read the first part. Peter, an apostle, a special messenger special messenger of Jesus Christ, writing to the elect exiles of the dispersion scattered, sowed abroad to in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bethania, who were chosen and foreknown by God the Father, and consecrated, sanctified, made holy by the Spirit. To be obedient to Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace, spiritual blessing, and peace be given you in increasing abundance. That spiritual peace to be realized in and through Christ. Freedom from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflict. Wow. Alright, so the commentary starts with a customary salutation. Verse 1 through 2. The introductory greeting is common is the common form of salutation used in first century, first century correspondence. Paul's letters usually began in the same manner, identifying both the author and those whom the letters were addressed. So the customary correspondence is they um, the author says who he is, and then it it says who. The letter is addressed to. So the identification of the author is Peter. Peter is the Greek translation of the Aramaic Kephas, the name Jesus gave Simon when he was called to be a disciple in John chapter 1, verse 42. Nobody else in the New Testament could be identified as Peter. Wow. An apostle of Jesus Christ. This bold statement of apostolic authority is supported both by internal evidence in the text and by its early and universal acceptance as a part of the canon of scripture. <sighs> bold statement an apostle of Jesus Christ. Peter was the one that denied him. He denied him three times. He was the one that walked on water when Jesus told him to come to him on the water. This bold statement of apostolic authority is supported by internal evidence in the text and by its early and universal acceptance as part of the canon of scripture. Moving on, identified identification of the addressed. So who so identification of the people that it's written to. Peter immediately using a careful choice of words began to confront and encourage his readers. Confront and encourage. Christians are God's elect, not by choice or human design, but by God's sovereign, unconditional choice. Wow. God chose us. We didn't choose. It's God's choice. Christians are God's elect. We're God's elect. Christians are God's elect, not by choice, by chance, or human design. Not by chance or human design but by God's sovereign, unconditional choice. Not by chance, by the roll of the dice or human design, but by God's sovereign, unconditional choice. <sighs> by God. <sighs> Once only the nation of Israel could claim this title. Once only 
the nation of Israel could claim this title. It is not surprising that those who have been chosen by God are seen as strangers in the world. As seen in chapter 2 verse 11, Christians whose citizenship is in heaven, Philippians 3.20, live in the midst of a pagan society as aliens and sojourners, displaced persons whose thoughts should often turn toward their true home. <laughs> displaced persons, people that are displaced in this world. Strangers. Christians whose citizenship is in heaven. All Christians, our citizenship is in heaven, live in the midst of a pagan society. Pagan. Let's look up that word. A person holding religious beliefs other than those of the main world religions. Uh, ruins of Burmia, the source pagan, heathen, infidel, idolater. Atheist, non-atheist, irreligious person. So basically something, a pagan society is a society that's contrary to God. Uh, according to the Bible, the Christian God, I believe. The readers were scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bethania. Sprinkled like salt throughout the five of Asia Minor's Roman provinces. So the people that this is actually addressed to were scattered throughout these uh, Roman provinces. The letter was evidently meant to circulate among churches in this area, scattered. The word scattered had special meaning in Jewish to Jewish Christians in these churches. The, the diaspora, which is the, the word for scattered, the diaspora referred to Jews who were separated from their homeland. Israel. I believe Peter adapted this word which previously described Israel to emphasize the condition of the early church. Further, Peter elaborated on the descriptive term God's elect who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the foreknowledge of God. God's choice is part of his predetermined plan and is not based on any merit in those who are elected <laughs> but solely on his grace and love for them before their creation wow foreknowledge what's it say over here right here so to the the people that that he's addressing it to they were chosen and foreknown by God the father and consecrated by the Holy Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ. God's choice is, is part of His predetermined plan. Predetermined, that's, that means like the, the, the plan was already made, established, and decided in advance. It's, it's already it's prearranged, it's already set. God's choice is part of His predetermined plan. His choice to what? To choose those Christians, to, to, to for those God's elect, to choose the, the people that are addressed in this letter is not based on any merit in those who are elected, but solely on it on God His grace, God's grace and love for them before before their creation, before they were made, they were elected. 
as the Williams translation translation puts it, God's choosing is in accordance with or in keeping with his foreknowledge. God, so God's keeping his word of what he knows in accordance with his foreknowledge. This seems preferable to the view that election follows or is based on foreknowledge. Moreover, the word foreknowledge means more than a passive foresight. It contains the idea of having regard for or centering one's attention on. The same word is used in verse 20 of Christ who was chosen by the Father before creation. Same thing. The Father did more than merely know about His Son ahead of time. Ahead of time, bro. Ahead of time. Like, all before. Before. <sighs> he knew Him completely. Thus, God chose all of those who, whom He focused His attention by His grace. Not because of their merit. Not because of what well, any. The sanctifying work of the Spirit has set these chosen ones apart from service for service. For service, bro. Service. Putting God's choice and purpose into effect through the chosen one's service. The result of the Spirit's work is obedience and sprinkling by His blood service obedience obedience hippokoin from hippokoulo to hear under to hearken is man's responsibility to be submissive to god's word wow when you're obedient you're submissive to god's word Submissive. Let's look up that word submissive. Ready to confirm to the authority or will of others. In this case, to the authority and will of God's word. <sighs> then why don't we read it if we need to be submissive to God's word? is it, It's our responsibility man's responsibility to be submissive to God's word see Exodus 24 7 Romans chapter 1 verse 5 Romans chapter 15 verse 18 and Romans chapter 16 verse 26 <sighs> one living in obedience is constantly being cleansed by Christ's blood and is thus set apart from the world Wow, how are people going to notice us? How will people notice if we're not responsible, we're not responsibly submissive to God's word? One living in obedience is constantly being cleansed with Christ's blood and is thus set apart from the world. The blood, the blood sprinkling is redolent of the Old Testament priestly work at the tabernacle. See these verses here, Leviticus 7, Leviticus 14, 
Leviticus 16, Hebrews 9, Hebrews 12, which required obedience. There's that word again. On the part of offerers. However, the only time people were sprinkled with blood was at the inauguration of the Mosaic Covenant. See Exodus 24, 28. And these words, First Peter chapter 1, verse 2, Peter laid the theological foundations for this letter of encouragement. God the Father, in His grace, had chosen them, and God the Spirit, let me highlight these real quick. This is the, the the Trinity he's talking about here. Had sanctified them through the atoning blood of God's Son. Of God the Son. Jesus Christ. So God so the basic the, the basic theological foundation of, of verse two uh, for this letter of encouragement is God the Father in his grace had chosen them. And God the Spirit had sanctified them through the atoning blood of God the Son, Jesus Christ. Sanctified. Let me look up that. That that means like holy, I believe. Sanctified, set apart as a as or declare holy, consecrate. Make holy, make sacred, hollow, set apart, dedicated to God. God the Father in his grace had chosen them. And God the Spirit had sanctified them through the atoning blood of God the Son. Atoning means to like pay for, make amends or reparations. <sighs> wow. <sighs> All three persons of the Trinity are mentioned in this verse. Thus Peter greeted his readers with the prayerful wish that they might experience in abundance God's grace and peace wow the words grace to you and peace be multiplied are also used in second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 God's grace was dear to Peter for he referred to it 10 times in this epistle see uh, chapter 1 verse 2 chap chapter 1 verse 2 verse 10 verse 13 chapter 2 verse 19 to 20 and in two of those verses, uh, the word is uh, grace, I believe. Grace to you uh, is means commendable. See these other verses, chapter 37, chapter 410, chapter 5, 5, verse 10 and 12.